Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. Hey, welcome back to Hot Laps. This is uh, lap number 12. You can see I'm in a different seat today because Shane is out, but Stevie's here, so introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi. How you doing, America? And uh, it's Dr. Heat Shield. Dr. Heat Shield. Yeah, there you and go. And then we have our good friend and marketing guy, blog dude, all around, comes up with these cool ideas out in Florida. Yeah. Under quarantine. We're all under quarantine. Yeah, absolutely. We're, got, we're practicing social distancing. An entire, like, the entire U.S. from here to Florida. So that's a long distance. It's like hands across America, dude. You couldn't <laughs> do that now, right, Patrick? Remember the hands across America? Yeah. yeah. Don't uh, touch anybody. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, yeah, re- so- Patrick's returning guest. Uh, that's the only one we've ever had returning. So. Well, he'll be like a regular dude. Yeah. He's a regular, regular dude. He's a special, yes. special guest. I'm regular. I eat lots of fiber. <laughs> All right. Hot laps. Special guest is on now. Patrick, uh, we're gonna do our kickoff question, and I shifted way, way gears on this one. Uh, so it it's really important right now at this time to kind of eat at your local business, support your local business. So I'm gonna go on what's your to go order. What's your go-to order at the uh, your favorite hometown restaurant? Because I know you can't just cook like the entire time. So somebody talk to me, Steve. This is true. Um, honestly, right now um, I haven't I haven't been doing too much at to-go ordering, but what I have been doing has been from the local pizza joint that's near mm. us that they make fantastic pizza. Is it New York style? What style is it? The only the only style it should be New York style. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. They they do they great pizza and um and and they get it just the cheese and the sauce they use is good you know because sometimes pizza places it, the sauce they use people they use a sauce that's like really sweet I just eh, no I, I like mine a little more salty yeah and then you know how how some pizza places you know whatever water or how they do it to make their dough um because we've got a few places down here that actually do the new york water import to make their pizza dough with whoa that's wild that's out of control <laughs> yeah we even have a bagel place here that does that where they get new york water imported down to make bagels with you know i think so, well it used to be it's been i don't know how many eons ago that i was in new york but New York actually, like their tap water was actually used to be really good. I don't know. I mean, that was pre nine eleven, so that's how long ago it's it's been for me. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people are getting water from New York at this point, but yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's true. Well, I mean, the natural to spring water and stuff. You know, it's just like because you know you've seen Zephyr Hills bottled water, right? No, that's just that's just east of here in Tampa. Hmm. We're missing on that. Um, Let's, but, uh, so, but, Steve, you know, what's that, your go-to? Well, oh, Patrick's still going. I don't. I, I don't know, man. I I don't really have a, a go-to. I think my favorite thing, like honestly, mm-hmm. is that spicy chicken sandwich from Burger Bench. 
I don't order it enough, but that right. thing is like amazing. It's like Nashville hot chicken, maybe even hotter. It's probably hotter than Hattie B's. Um, not as hot as that pepper fire chicken I had in Nashville, which is my favorite deep fried grilled cheese. If I mean, if if, if we're gonna go favorite, I would go to Pepper Fire Chicken in Nashville, and they're reopening because they're moving locations because they're so busy they have to go to a bigger place. Uh, deep fried sourdough grilled cheese with the hot Nashville hot chicken on top. But, Amazing dish. But back to the question, your go to is Burger Bench and Burger Esc- Bench and Escondido. Yeah, Escondido. that'd be the local one. And shout out to them because they're still open. And I did have that fried chicken sandwich on Saturday night. Yeah. So it was good. I w- we had a burger yesterday for lunch. Yeah. So shout out to them because Heat Shield supporting you. But you took my answer as well. But I have to go with a different burger. It's the Sunrise. It's the uh, it's just a cheeseburger with bacon and an egg on the top. And it's, uh, it's really good. And you pair that with those... Uh, parmesan truffle tots it's like epic so but well, get a little fancy there the parmesan truffle yeah tater tots. well you, dude they're good because they got garlic on them yeah they're, that, that's what makes them that's amazing yeah garlic makes everything better. yeah I, I i tell you what would be my favorite is if it was like a regular thing would be the guy next door and his yeah. carne asada tater tots <laughs> those are the, the greatest things i've ever eaten in my whole life but it's a food oh, truck, and wow. it's not local, and he, you never know where he's going to be. Dude, they are, they are epic. I can say that I the last time I had those and the first time I had those, I finished off the entire thing, and I was shot for the rest of the week. And it was, uh, I was in a food coma for like a day and a half. It was pretty crazy. Uh, it was, they're good. Those Dude's are Deli. Epic. Yeah. I haven't had a chance. You know, the Burger Chris was talking about, you know, Wendy's is doing breakfast now. And obviously, you know, a fast food burger is not going to compare to a, a, a pl- like the places you're talking about. Yeah. But I still am intrigued to try the breakfast baconator from Wendy's. It's awesome. To what this was talking about. Pe- pe- I'll, t- I'll tell you, it's awesome. Uh, one thing you learn because I, 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 you know, had done keto before all this nonsense started. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a huge In and Out fan. Always have been. Wendy's has better meat than In and Out Burger. Their wow. Meat, yeah, it's the best. Because when you do keto, you don't get all the fluff, you, you know, not having the bun and stuff mm-hmm. on there. I mean, it's pretty much in and out or Wendy's, and that's all you can eat when you're on keto because that's the only burger. I mean, other than, like, Burger Bench or somebody right. local. But as far as a chain goes, those are the only two worth of crap, dude. Well, Otherwise, I, the meat is garbage on everybody else's Well, stuff. I can say your opinion honestly matters because you are a meat connoisseur. Yeah, I like I, red meat. I don't like fish. I don't like – I don't know why. Maybe my mom ruined it when I was younger. I don't know, but I just never liked fish. Yeah. As Ron Swanson said, fish is practically a vegetable. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, fired up the smoker this weekend, though, Patrick, and I tried a – I've never done it – a pork shoulder roast. Never had that cut and done that before. It turned out freaking amazing. Used the barbecue okay. heat shield. Normally, I was doing, like, overnight smokes because it doesn't get cold enough here. I can't do, like, a 16-hour smoke with that jacket on there because it works too good. So I had to shorten it up, high heat, and it worked awesome. It was good. Turned out nice. It was great. I'm ready to make another one. Neil, that's an interesting thought there, Steve, is to show off how effective that is, is to get a sacrificial barrel smoker, put it on there, and basically melt it down to show, okay – 
without this, you'd be able to cook for this long with no problem. Now, with it on there, you got to worry about melting the thing because it's keeping so much more heat in. Yeah, it's it's uh, like for me, I'm I'm weird though. I'm kind of a mutant. Like I'll do a one of my favorite things to cook is Kahlua pork. Mm. So I do that at real low temperature. The other thing I do is I'm I'm really low. Like I like to get it under 200 degrees and do a brisket for like 16 hours, which is right. stupid, but it always turns out good because I wrap it in bacon and sometimes put jalapeno on there. Um, I just can't do it that low. Is that so you can partake in more adult beverages? No, because I fire it up like at, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night and then eat at 5 the next day, so. Yeah. Well, I say, like, you know, you're talking about that. One of my ultimate goals is I, I want to cook a whole pig. I want to be able oh, to cook yeah. a whole pig. Yeah. Both on, like, a normal roaster smoker, but also I want to do it full Hawaiian style yes. in a ground covered with the palm leaves and yep. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to do that, too. Dig the pit, get the rocks hot, start the fire, and just let it, you know what I mean? That'd be rad. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting hungry. Outside of California, though, there's no room out here to do that. I'd probably have to pull a permit. I'd probably have to pull, like, eight permits to dig a hole to cook a pig. You probably need a $1,000 permit to cook, you know, a $300 pig. And we got to do an environmental impact study, too, so I can't just go in there digging in the yard. No, you can't do that. See, we could probably find a beach here in Florida to do that and just find a good beach where we could dig the hole, the pit, you know, and have the charcoal and everything. Well, Patrick, speaking of Florida, I mean, what's the state of affairs down there? Because you guys finally went into kind of like a quarantine where California has been, we've been going through it for the last couple of weeks, but your guys just started on, uh, what, Friday night or something? Yeah, we had a, we started having a spike in cases and part of it was people not doing what they're supposed to be doing as far as social distancing and staying in. We also had the added bonus problem. Thank you, New York City. When New York, when they shut the city down, oh yeah, a bunch of people jumped on airplanes to yep. fly down to Florida mm. to seek refuge because they were closing New York City down. Well, then they got here, and the state was telling them, "Hey, we we know where you're coming from. You need to self isolate for two weeks. You know, quarantine yourself for two weeks. Let's make sure." They they, they didn't listen. They told the state to go pound sand and didn't self quarantine. So naturally, all of a sudden. We've got a spike in uh, positive cases yeah. now. Yeah, Hawaii had that right from the get-go. They said, hey, if you come into the island, you got to sit for two weeks before we'll let you introduce yourself to the locals, which was pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see like, that. I they, mean, they, just – just so bad. Sorry. Our governor set up border patrol stations between on I-95, I-75, and then I-10 coming across from Alabama – that basically people coming from New Orleans or people driving down from up north, it's like, okay, where are you coming from? Okay, you have to self-quarantine for two weeks, and they're tracking people. Wow, that's crazy, dude. Although that that dives into the whole intrusion on your civil liberties, and that's yeah. a whole other conversation that I don't want to get into, but I certainly don't like oh, yeah. it either. The tracking, that's horrible. Um, but let's get back on the topic yeah. here. Let's talk about smokers. Smoking tires, and what else are we going to do now? Well, I think uh, Patrick wanted to kind of tackle the myth of exhaust wrap, header wrap, and destroying uh, your headers. I think there's a lot of people self-isolating. There's a lot of people from the orders I'm seeing are picking up our products and, you know, getting some things done on their car that they 
maybe have let go and uh, or just get, have the time to yeah, do. Yeah, they're now. getting the time now. So I think the 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 biggest one we should bust at this point is you know will header wrap or our armor cover uh, wreck a set of headers. Armor cover definitely not. Just install it right. Yeah. Um, wrap if it's installed correctly, same thing. But it depends on the header. It's, I was having this conversation with. Uh, I don't remember who else, you know, uh, I think we actually did this a while ago. We did this fairly recently on another podcast about we do exhaust jackets for large vessels and ships or heavy-duty trucks, and we make jackets that two-inch thick that totally wrap the whole entire pipe. Right. It's a question of steel. The one that bugs the snot out of me is the condensation. That's one we haven't addressed, I don't think, really. We just touched on it in our very first one. Yeah, it's, it's, it. uh, people say that wrap causes condensation, and I, I don't understand that. Or it'll trap condensation uh-huh. between the wrap and the pipe. And it's like, in the summertime, put a cold, you know, ice-filled glass out and a warm cup of coffee and see which one has condensation on it. It's It's not... Condensation happens as a result of the combustion of octane. It happens inside the pipe, not on the outside. It normally occurs in the combustion of fuel. It drives me insane when people do that. It's, it causes condensation. It doesn't trap condensation. It, condensation has to happen first. Well, it happens in the pipe, not outside the pipe. The greatest thing is if I want to crack you, I just ask you that question. Oh, it just drives me <laughs> up a wall. But like I, you could even to your point, Steve, too, is tell people, you know, okay, you got a vehicle with headers, you think it traps condensation. Well, when you go out and start your vehicle with headers in the morning first thing, do you see a bunch of steam coming off the yeah, headers? Right. No, you see steam coming out of the tailpipe. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That's condensation that's yeah. always in the exhaust system yeah. after a car sits overnight. That's right. The only time you see it coming steam off the pipe is if you're driving through a puddle. Mm. And it gets hot, you know what I mean, or a flooded road or whatever. And guess what? If you got wrap on there, the same thing's going to happen. The best thing to do is flog the weed out of the car, dry the wrap out before you park it and shut it down. Then you then you get rid of all the moisture. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a myth. And I, I think, I don't know who started it, but again, you, to your point, I mean, that stuff just burns burns Key, off right i mean key, yeah keyboard jockey well, some form somewhere that's what I, it started I think where it comes from too is it comes from that natural it's never my fault mentality right. so right. someone doesn't want to admit that they didn't spend for a good set of headers or other things mm. so it's like oh it must have been this rap because rap destroys headers right you know? yeah because you like cheap offshore exhaust headers yeah and, made out of tin foil essentially yeah yeah it has nothing to do with that thin wall chinese header you got <laughs> yeah it's got nothing to do with that yeah i think there's a video out there that uh these guys i don't know wrap something on a car but i think at the end they admit that the they paid like 30 or 40 bucks for the headers or something like that i mean you get what you pay for at yeah. the end of the day sure, for sure just like a turbo heat shield you buy some one of those cheap ebay ones Hey, you might start coughing funny because those goofy fibers get in your lungs and then the thing disintegrates after a week, you know? And you go to the hospital and they say, no, you don't have coronavirus, but you got short fibers in your lungs. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's yeah. another another thing there. You got to be careful. Well, anything else you want to add on that, Patrick? I mean, I know you spent extensive uh, time on it. Well, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it and you, know, you talk about the fact it's, you know, because we get questions about that all the time through social media, and, and I'm constantly combating that, just like you guys are on your end. 
people go, oh, well, you know, exhaust wrap destroys headers. Like, no, it's, you know, you don't. And then when you use a good wrap, like take the lava wrap that has some natural resistance to moisture and whatnot. So say you, like, you're on something that gets submerged, like a, a four by four or something, you know. But even then, you say, like Steve said, after that's happened, run the vehicle long enough where the exhaust heat will cook, you know, cook everything out, dry everything out like it should. You know, and uh, and you should be okay. Yeah. And you can even give yourself, like, a steam facial if you have to, you know. If you're that desperate and you want to steam yourself, just don't do it out the tailpipe. Do it off the water vapor coming off the uh, exhaust pipe. Right. All right. You guys want to do some tech questions? Yeah. Know, this is going to be a short one. Well, but... that's all right. Let's knock them out. All right. So, uh, this guy here has got just a... Uh, he, he, building a rat rod or a hot rod it looks like and uh, again it's it's one of those things as time permits and looks like he's getting into it and um, traditional hot rod i hate that term rat rod okay traditional hot rod it says uh, i am beginning the interior build of my hot rod so basically the engine and stuff is done but he's got some he what's looking for some material to anti-rattle uh he says when he reinstalls his sound system he's looking for something that he can use that's going to anti-rattle, uh, specifically the uh, speakers, and was looking for a recommendation from us. Anti-rattle, well, that's, is it the speaker? I mean, it's it's kind of a kind of a loaded question. A couple ways to do it. There's the DB gasket. You can use that on the speaker mount. Uh-huh. If you're putting in a box, you can line it with the DB skin. Uh, that DB gasket works for any metal-to-metal contact. That's... That's usually where you get rattle. It's, you know, some piece of metal bolted another, no matter how tight you get it. So um, that DB gasket works great. That's what I would use. DB gasket. Yeah. Patrick, what was the material you used? Uh, I think it was on that Chevrolet the, to reduce rattle. Oh, on the door rods. It was the DB gasket material I used yeah. that we used on, on the door actuator rods on that 55 yep. Chevy. Um. You know, Steve, coming around to what you mentioned, because talking about vibrations and rattles, if we're not talking about a speaker box, but the actual factory mounting is, you know, the older vehicles, the speaker mounts, everything was metal between the package tray and even up in the dash and stuff. Now that's typically plastic. And I wonder, too, if some people mistakenly think, oh, well, it's plastic, so it won't rattle and have the harmonics like the metal old school metal mounts on vintage vehicles do right yeah that and, could be and and that a plastic will rattle too if it's not secured you gotta have something to eat up the vibration so db gaskets now, so for the call i would think even then with the, with the rattling on plastic besides just the noise aspect is that constant vibration and what it does to the plastic yeah. damage it good point get brittle and crack yep you know there's some extra protection with using the db gasket or something on there yeah, good point. That's a great point. Go ahead. You feel like tackling an industrial question? Yeah. I'm up for all of them, man. I I have to tackle it one way or the other, either, right. either now or some other time. Yeah. All right. Our company is looking to cover the exhaust systems from one of our customers' emergency generators to avoid un- unwanted contact with a hot pipe during use. So basically, this is emergency generator. It kicks on. I think this is probably an important question at this point, uh, but... 
they're looking to cover a portion that's going to be outside, mm. um, and then they want something that will come on and off for maintenance. The pipe is 16 inches OD. Yeah, that's those. Uh, that, that's a, one of those big exhaust jackets. That's what it is. I mean, that's what we make them for. Um, you know, you can remove it, take it on and off. Um, it's just that's just that's just the product you use. Can be up to two inches thick. Stainless steel mesh. I mean, they have to make it like to an OSHA standard. I think it's got to be like under a hundred and. Oh man, I want to say like under 130 degrees. So basically, somebody accidentally touches it, they mm-hmm. don't burn their skin or whatever. But I mean, two inch thick, you can make that thing down to where it's just ambient air temperature, whatever whatever the sun temperature is. That's what it'll be. And some people may go, "Well, you just told us not to cover the whole thing," but you're talking about an industrial thick steel. Yeah, well, I already I did just say yeah, yeah but I did say that like an industrial application vessels, boats, Coast Guard cutters. We've done those before. Um, any of that stuff, you just—it's a big jacket. It covers the whole entire pipe. So, you say same thing. It goes back to the quality of the metal. That—that that is really thick, good quality metal. Right. Yeah, Outdoors, absolutely. no problem. Outdoors, no problem. Yeah. So, it's just the UV ray is the only thing you had. It's going to be a service item because of the sun. It's just like your skin, like what right. the sun does to your skin. So um, eventually, it'll it'll wear it out. If you put the lava on the outside instead of the traditional gray silicone, it'll last a little longer. Because the UV built-in mm-hmm. UV protection of the lava, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of other companies don't do that. They still people that make industrial jackets will still just make it with the gray, just because that's what it's hard to convince people to try something different too. Because that's just the way it's been done forever, right? You know, but that's the we go up to two inches thick and yeah, okay. sixteen inch diameter, no problem. All right, cool. Well, let's do a product showcase. And, and I think this is one, we're talking industrial, so let's not change things up. But um, we make some pretty amazing things here, I found out. And, like, at the end of the day, um, our heat shield welding pillows. Yeah. Let's talk about that because, and I have one right here. Let me get into my, get into my bag of tricks here. So this is the, the wrist welding pillow. Um, Patrick, you can see it here. And uh, oh, yeah. we make a bunch of these. Yeah, different sizes. And tell everybody why, if you're welding, if you're professional or even an amateur, why you need one of these. Well, as a horrible welder, <laughs> I don't want to uh, offer any professional welders any kind of advice. This is an accessory. Yeah, this is a, uh, yeah. There's, it might help your technique. It has yet to help mine, but I don't haven't found anything to help mine other than to hire a welder. That's the best way to improve my welding technique. Um, it's great for different sizes. So, like, if you're laying on your back, you're sitting on your knees and you're welding, just reduces fatigue. The wrist pillow is cool because, same thing, these all came to us by guys like local welders requesting things. Uh, this particular person saying, like, hey, it'd be cool if I could have a something to rest my wrist on when I'm TIG welding because it can get tedious because that's a lot of painstaking process you want to have a steady hand so this one's configured so you can two inches one way six inches the other four inches the other you know just the way that that one's so you can you know like this this adjust your height on it depending on what you're doing um but you don't have to worry about slag or anything like that it's all safe you know nothing no horrendous fibers or anything in there 
That's the same bio cool insulation that's like on the armor and then the heavy duty silicone uh, fiberglass. So it's all good stuff. I think fatigue is the biggest thing when sure. you talk about welding. And this is the the wrist pillow, but we all have we have one for that your head, so you can put your head down. Knees, your knees yeah. and and one that actually you can lay on, right? For if you're laying on Well, it's not big enough for a whole person to lay on, but well not for that, guys. That was size. that was uh we had a manufacturing company that needed a bunch of those like I want to say like 3 or 4 years ago. They ordered like like 400 of them because they were using it for their assembly line. So um now and they haven't reordered, so that must mean they haven't worn out yet. Right. Which is a bummer. <laughs> we make them too good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see them reorder those. Exactly. So Welding Pillow, we got all those on our website. You can check it out. And then, uh, you know, there's a spot to go buy welding products as well. Uh, check it out because uh, it definitely will help you out with uh, fatigue while welding. So, Patrick, do you have any final words of wisdom for us this week? Actually, I have a little something. Um, so I think relevant to everything that's going on right now, Lysol is in super high demand right now for obvious reasons as a disinfectant and whatnot. I mean, the spray, the wipes, everything. Lysol's been around a long time and uh, kind of going into the Clavinism. <laughs> so go back, to the, go back to the Civil War, the American Civil War. Yeah. And you see a lot of things about the amputations and other things that happened during the Civil War. Well, what was going on during the war to sterilize and disinfect in the surgical theaters, they were using carbolic acid, like straight carbolic acid. Hmm. And this would, would have negative effects on wounds and the patients and other stuff. Because guys just didn't know any better. They were more worried about killing germs that could cause infection. Hmm. Well... The first formula for Lysol, when it was first came up with, was carbolic acid heavily diluted, like 99 times, I think it was, diluted carbolic acid, and poof, you have Lysol, the world, one of the world's best disinfectants. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So it has its roots in the uh, Civil War, basically. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's kind of neat. If, you know, if the doctors then had just known to dilute it some... They would have still been able to disinfect everything, but also it wouldn't have had the negative effects on the patients. Yeah, may may not have eaten away any flesh. <laughs> cool. That's a good. Hey, now that's a great little fun factoid. I like that. I'm always smarter listening to him. Honestly, whatever he's talking. We, you about. know what we need to do? We need to do like a have John make a special fact segment, and that yeah. could be Patrick's cue. That's what we need to do. Welcome to fact segment. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. I'll get a him to wear while i'm doing it yeah well <laughs> thank you for uh watching and listening and steve let everybody know where they can yeah it's at uh heatshieldproducts.com and then at heatshieldproducts and then hot laps podcast obviously you found it if you're listening to yeah. it but follow us on social media and we'd love to get more questions man just uh send us some questions send them we'll on in. Them oh out. there's there's a bunch of questions i mean we got a bunch this week or especially today just from people i think getting Stir crazy at home, like, okay, what can I think of things to do? Right. Well, hey, hey, tying into that one, video to come soon. I picked this up recently. So oh. I can't see what my camera's broadcasting. We can see me. it, yeah, mini game system. Is that like an old Nintendo, like a little tiny one? Yeah, it looks like yeah, those are the controllers. That's what it is. It has over 500 games. It's the old NES, and it's got all the old NES stuff Does it? On. Is it actual NES, or is it like the knockoff version? 
No, it's it's well, it's not it's not the little mini NES. Right. What this is with a USB B card, uh, a thumb drive with an emulator on it, and all the software for the, all the old games loaded oh, onto the thumb drive that the emulator used. You just stick it into the USB port on your TV, and it's got two little wireless controllers oh, that look great. the same as the old controllers. That sounds like a party. That sounds good. And then there's, yeah, guys that, there's guys that can hack into them, and they can load other games on there that the emulator will run, too. Oh, that's good. That's cool. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun afternoon. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna boot it up. I'm gonna shoot a little video and share it with Chris that we can share it to everybody. Cool. You know, when I finally it just came Saturday, so I can hook this up and you know see it, see have some fun with it. Yeah, sounds like a good time to me. All right, right on. Well, All thanks. right, buddy. Thanks Stay for safe. listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy, America. Social distance. Give everybody the Heisman. Yeah, the Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Thanks for listening. All right. See ya. Bye. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time, right here on Hot Laps.